Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and this is episode 23 of the Towncast. And I got to tell you, I was so impressed with this kid. Uh, kid. He's a Hawthorne High School junior. He's uh, finishing up his junior year. He's going to be graduating next year. He has ambitions to go to Princeton. Uh, and I'm sure after you see this episode, you know, there's the sky's the limit for this guy. He's just published his fourth book. He has a book signing coming up on June 18th, the day before Father's Day, June 18th at Shirtways Barn from 1 to 3. Uh, so make sure you come out and support. And he's in the Hawthorne High School marching band. And, and part of the proceeds, he's going to donate to the marching band. And then the rest of it, he's going to put away for college. And he's going to, with ambitions to go to Princeton, he's going to need some money. So I encourage everybody to come out and show Paul B. Dewar all your support on the 18th and uh, and on this episode. And send him a bunch of uh, comments. Send him your love. And tell him you're all rooting for him. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the episode, everybody. I have never seen not only a teenager's room this clean, I've never seen an adult's room this clean. Uh, I'm with Paul Dewar, current junior in Hawthorne High School. Paul, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Thanks for having me. And this is an amazing story. I, I'm going to read you. Paul, he's a junior in high school. He started writing a year ago, May 11th, right? May 11th. May 11th, he started writing his... And he's pu- just published his fourth book. We're going to go through all the books. He is the he's the recipient of High School Student of the Year, the American Legion Award, President's Award for Educational Excellence. He's gotten tons of accolades from from the New Jersey Council of Social Studies. It's it's unbelievable what he's achieved. So I wanted to get him on here, not only to inspire other other young adults, but also to inspire old adults like myself. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so the year's almost up for you, right? Yeah. Coming to an end. Yep. Now, so your junior year, senior year next year, there's a lot of decisions you have to make, right? Yeah. Have you been looking at colleges so far? A little bit. Nothing Nothing seriously, but I definitely have a vague idea of what I want to do. So if you had, if you had your druthers, like, where, what would be your ideal school to go to? Princeton. Princeton, okay, because we're gonna send this down to Princeton. You guys, you guys, you guys need to bring. You want this kind of young man in your in your school, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about history because you know just looking around the room and we're gonna show some pictures of some some of the beautiful uh, collectibles that he has that he's that he's put together over the years. Is that an authentic flag? Is that a real flag? That's the one that Betsy Rosso. That's the original. That's the original. That's the original. Get out of here. <laughs> here I am like, wow. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a beautiful replica. And uh, Amazon 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah, man, it's amazing. It's all dirty. And, well, we're going to tell everybody it was the original. It's the original flag, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, all right, so so we're going to get into his books. But you're clearly, you have a love and a passion for history. It's my life. Yeah. History is my life. Is there a specific period of time that, that, gra- that you gravitate towards? The American Civil War. That's, all, civ- that's what I'm all about. That's it? Yeah. The American Civil War. What is it about the Civil War that, that compels you? One of the greatest periods in 
all of history, not even United States history, you had figures such as Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses Grant. I think, obviously, Lincoln's the best president of all time. But Grant's definitely my favorite historical figure just because of, even by today's standards, not at all racist, and trying to build the country after it was just shattered, and, and people who... <laughs> incredible incredible people who did the best they could in a time where it was impossible yeah. and even paid for it with their lives but they deserve the most respect of any figures in history and I think I'm trying to give them that respect that's awesome and look at that he's drinking out of a beaker <laughs> it's my breaking bad monk <laughs> so so civil wars have you ever heard of we had somebody else on uh, on one of the episodes months ago. Have you ever heard of the fight, the uh, Fighting 69, the Irish? Irish. Irish. That's part of the Civil War, country. right? Yep. So Irish Brigade. You know that. You know that. Do you know a little bit about the history of the 69th? They, the unit in the Civil War that suffered the most casualties of any unit in the Civil War, I think over a thousand casualties. The Irish Brigade, at least. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the way I was told the story is I think there was a Father Doyle who was the, pri the, the priest over, over that regiment that prayed over the regiment, and their final battle prayed over them, which, which they ended up winning, I think, their final battle. He ends up going to, he's reassigned to Notre Dame. So in Notre Dame, they have two statues of Father Doyle. One they call the touchdown statue, because he has his hands up like this. And then he has another, I think it's the first down statue, which he has his hand up like this. Um, but we had, we had one of the guys who was the brewer of... of uh, an Irish whiskey called the Fighting 69. So that's where I learned a lot about that. But they recruited a lot of Irish people just to... Predominantly Irish. Yeah, just put them on the front lines. Like, go, fight, we need you. Welcome to America. Now go, yep. help us. Yep. Yeah. They saw some of the, most, the worst combat. Yeah. The worst combat. Yeah, because like, they weren't trained. They weren't trained soldiers. No. But he, <laughs> General Burnside, responsible for the, one of the worst disasters in history at Fredericksburg, Sent them charging headfirst at a stone wall. Go. All dead. All dead, yeah. And then on the 20th May, not a lot came back. All the Irish immigrants. I say, if you guys want to know anything about the Civil War, I'm going to give you his website because he, he clearly knows a lot. I didn't even know the date it started. He just spewed that out like, like saying the alphabet. What date did the Civil War start? Uh, April 14th, 1861. What, do you get straight A's in history? I have a 90 in history right now. It's kind of depressing. Because <laughs> it's not all about the Civil War. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you his website. Well, why don't you go ahead and give us your website? You can find me at paulbdewer.com. P-A-U-L-B-D-U-E-R-R.com. Now, I mean, talk about a doer. He is he's a legitimate doer. Uh, so you have this passion for history, and you decide, was there anything in particular that happened last year or... I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but was there anything that inspired you to pick up a pen? <laughs> During uh, COVID times, when you're on virtual classes and just sitting with a laptop, I have a nice computer right next to me. So when I'm on, on Zoom, <laughs> I just turn and I start typing. Ah, see, now, now you know why he has a 90. <laughs> <laughs> Shameful. So you just started, and where did, the, the, where did the idea come from? His first book is called High Horse. Uh, tell us a little bit about High Horse. High Horse is my my just my first attempt at getting any vague inkling of a storyline. It's about a guy who he goes in over his head, and then eventually just gets everyone killed because he doesn't know what he's doing, but he just has all this power. 
Hence the name Ivor's. There's a lot of there's a lot of that <laughs> in life. It really is. Uh, okay, so the second book is called A Shot in the Dark. Yeah. Um, that's more of a, a thank you to the Hawthorne High School marching band because I'm with I'm with them a lot. And um, after last year's season, I decided to write that for them. It's about um, an artillery officer who really gets close with his band, and I obviously throw in some some more fictional aspects. You don't really beat someone to death with a trumpet, but you could in that book. Yeah, you could though. You could. you could if you have no other weapons. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah, that's for my band. That's awesome. Did they did they appreciate that? They did. A few characters are named after them. There. Uh, that's cool. Uh, all right, so the third book, The Ultimate Resolution. That's about World War One. I. I published that one on 11-11-21 for the anniversary of World War One. All right, so you do get into some of the other battles. Yep, yep. I, um, it tells the storyline there. They. It's about... It's actually two separate stories, one at the Battle of Belle Isle Wood and one um, about a soldier in the Lost Battalion. Two storylines, because, and it's a, the shortest book, just because... They're short. What can I say? <laughs> it's hey, not Civil War. Some people don't have to, you know, need 500 pages to tell a story, right? And um, I, I, it's really more for the respect of... Not a lot of attention is given to World War One. I. I thought I should have something that respects World War One. That's cool. He's at 17 years old. I haven't even thought about World War One. That's, that's it's impressive. It really is. It's amazing. And then your, your current book. It just came out. came out on hardcover. 1864. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that book. It's my personal favorite. It's my first novella. The other three are novelettes. Um, 1864 is about a battle-hardened Civil War veteran who, in his third year of war, is stricken with post-traumatic stress disorder. And in his combat and his travels, comes across a basically a kid in the enemy lines and takes him under his wing. They learn to live with each other and eventually without each other. Really? Any inspiration behind that that story? I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I really don't have a lot of in, in the ways. It just so it just comes to you. Just happens. I, don't, I can't explain it. And and that's you know, it's interesting because a lot of people have thoughts. A lot of people have stories. I know I, I go through it, and you have these ideas, but not a lot of people take the time to put it on paper. You know, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm imagining that you get these ideas and you're just like, oh, here's a cool idea. Let's see where this goes. And you kind of take that journey. My style is I usually write, like I, for every book I have published, I have four that aren't. I just write, I start four projects at a time and then I just write in all of them. Whichever one I write the most in is the one I publish. Really? Yeah. I have. Do you ever go back to the other ones? No, I usually kill those because really? if they weren't good enough to write about once, they won't be good enough to write about again. Oh, right. no, that makes sense. Yeah, I always, I always just tell my kids when when they were creating some piece of artwork, you know, and they they didn't like it, so they rip it up. I'm like, don't, don't rip up your artwork. And just hang on to it, put it aside, come back to it later because you can always, you know. But you don't, you don't do that with your stories. You just, you could tell it's not gonna, it's not going. It, if there's nothing there, it, it they won't get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, the fifth one I'm working on. I'm thinking about a western. Really. Yeah. What kind of what kind of uh, time period? Just post Civil War, probably right. eighteen late eighteen sixties, early eighteen seventies. So I, I see that you've got a lot of you got a lot of history books. Uh, is there one that that is, is like your go to the one that you really like more than any of the other ones? 
The one on Grant. Grant. Round trail. What, what is it, the, what is it about Grant? What is it that you like so much about Grant? Oh my god. A, a man whose flaws are so transparent and evident, and yet he defeats the Confederacy. I I did a presentation about this in my AP US history class. Um flaw you had all these generals in the Civil War, like McClellan, McDowell, Hooker, Burnside, who were great on paper. Like, these guys are basically straight-A students, went to West Point, no combat experience, but hey, they look great. You give them an army, and they come back with a squad. They have, right. everyone gets killed. Left. But you give a drunk and an insane guy, Sherman, an army, and they come out with unconditional surrender. Apparently that was Grant. Unconditional Surrender Grant, U.S. Grant. My favorite historical figure of all time. That's Is that right? right? Yeah. Really? And, and you f I feel like there should, should be more movies about him. You'd think, but I think filmmakers stay away from the Civil War. I, I don't know Just why. Just too costly? I have no idea why. He makes so many civil rights movies, but I think the Civil War should deserve some attention. Yeah, yeah. What I really want is one like big blockbuster movie about the Civil War, like an action movie. Give Brad Pitt the cannon to see what happens. <laughs> uh, is there any particular battle in any of the wars that, that you've studied over the years that, that you're most impressed with or any aspects? And we can look at it by different wars, like Civil War, World War One. Is there any, any particular aspects of those battle of those wars that, that intrigued you the most? Every war has its own unique like shining star moment. Mm. Like every war, like uh, World War Two. That's a good way to put it. It's debatable with World War Two. You could say D-Day or Midway. Mm -hmm. I think those are the big ones in World War Two. That really made a difference. So far as the Civil War goes, my favorite battle is Antietam. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it was the bloodiest state in American history. It was a very, very big and bad battle. But my favorite part about it is um, it's most evident where the Union screwed up. McClellan doesn't push and kill Robert E. Lee, and that prolonged the war by years. And I think having that, Lincoln uses it as a groundwork for the Emancipation Proclamation and replaces McClellan. And I think having that evident defeat, it was technically a draw, but it was really a defeat, and it, I think that defined how the American Civil War would be. That, was, what, that was the battle. That was what defined it. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that when you graduate high school and you want to go to college, it's going to have some history involved. Is that? That's a that's a very good guess. Is that a fair guess. I'm actually going into <laughs> mathematics. Yeah, I can tell by all the uh, the books. Uh, so yeah, so when you graduate, that's what what is it that you want to be? I mean, what would what would your dream job be? I have it mapped out. I'm planning on studying history um, and education in college. From there, I want to teach at Hawthorne High School as a history teacher. And then after that, I'm working on a history doctorate and eventually becoming a professor in college, probably. Really? So if you have it mapped out, do you know what year you'd be graduating with your doctorate? Hopefully by 2030. 2030, okay, eight years. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. This guy knows what he's doing for the next eight years. I always plan <laughs> ahead before I plan... In the present, I don't yeah. know why. It's just something I do. Well, you've read enough. Or you've read enough battles that you realize if you don't plan, you're going to get you're, killed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. It's pretty simple. Ironically, I've only read about ten percent of the books that are here. Oh, really? Yeah. All the good ones. All the good ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, all, all the ones on Grant for sure. Of course. Yeah.
No one cares about the Tudors. <laughs> Come on, Tudors. Why you can watch that on HBO, I think. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, the Ken Burns documentary on Civil War? I actually War? haven't, and I'm ashamed that I haven't watched Ken really? Burns Civil War. Yeah. Really? It was it was pretty spectacular. I mean, all of his documentaries are are incredible. But that one in particular is. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend you watch that. We'll definitely check it out. Listen, you guys, his books are available on Amazon, and clearly he has the next eight years of his life that he's going to dedicate to studying and education, so he's going to need some money. So the proceeds of this book are going to his college fund. Uh, you can find all four books, High Horse, Shot in the Dark, Ultimate Resolution, and 1864. Find them on Amazon. And you know what? Pick up a copy, pick up a couple of copies, because all the money is going to a good cause. It's going to, to further Paul's education, and uh, you know everybody struggles now, especially a lot of the students are struggling with, with all of the bills that are due and, and all the payments you know, that they've got to, that, that they're going to have for, for years after they graduate, and especially if you're going for your doctorate. I mean, that's... Yeah, that can be rough. Yeah, yeah. So I encourage you guys, and, and if you have questions on your website... Uh, Paul B is in boy doer d u e r r dot com. Yep. Is there an email? Can someone there's a, con- an email? there's a contact me section. You can punch in name, name, email. Yeah. So listen, if you guys have any questions about about what we've been talking about, about his books, about you know what got him inspired, and, and anything to do with the Civil War, clearly, uh, or World War One, uh, I would encourage you guys to shoot him an email. And even if you just want to say, hey, you know what, Paul. I heard you on the podcast. I saw I saw you on the Towncast. I I just want to say congratulations. If you have a a good positive word to send to him, I can't tell you it. it I can't tell you what it means as an adult. It, it means that much more when uh, when you're when you're in high school. You know, just to know that people are appreciating the work that you're doing. I feel like you appreciate your own work. Like you, you, I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I just feel like. There's a, a gratification when you're finished and you and you're holding your work, and you know that that the work that you put into it's finally you see it it's definitely makes fruition. a difference. Yeah, have yeah. it displayed online. Yeah, and it, it it it's surreal. Yeah, definitely surreal. What did you think when you got the first one? Where I was like, yeah. What, what? I was like, oh, I did something. I actually did a thing. <laughs> you did a thing. I did a thing. And now you did four things. I do. I did in a year. Things. Yep. We have another. We have another author who uh, we just had him on. By the time this comes out, you would have already seen the episode with John D'Amore, uh, or John D'Amore, uh, and and you know it took him. And he'll, he talks about it on his podcast, on the, on the Towncast. It took him years before he was finally able to put everything together and to get a book out. And what I love is that, to me, it's it's. It's like you want to you want to be a runner. Okay, I've just I've made the decision. I want to be a runner. What well, you can't just go out and run a marathon. You know you've got to train and you've got to do it little little you know little by little by little. And I feel like in seeing the progression of your books, you know you've got four books. The small the you know, first one is the smallest. Each one gets a little bit bigger. Now you got a novella, right? And and I feel like you're training yourself on becoming a better writer. Do you feel that at all? I. Definitely, if you read each book in succession, you'd notice a difference. I definitely noticed a dis- difference in how I was writing it. And you do, know, you notice, do you notice a difference in ha- in your mindset of when you're when you're thinking about it or when you're starting to, to write? Like the one you're writing now, the fifth one. 
as I'm writing it, I'm thinking, what shouldn't I do? What didn't work in the other ones that'll work better in this one? That's awesome. And I think actually moving on to a different time period is better, getting out of the Civil War. Going so tell us a little bit about, if you can give us a sneak preview of what's coming up next. My thinking is, and I haven't made any official steps yet, but it's going to be about a veteran of the Civil War who goes into the West to try and make a living and eventually gets rolled into a bad crowd, becomes a bandit, and eventually robs a train. I definitely want to get a train robber in there because I like oh, a good train right. robber. Nice. All right, that's cool. Uh, and, and listen, when you go on Amazon, make sure all you have to do is type in Paul Dewar, D-U-E-R-R, and his books will pop up. And I encourage you guys to, to listen, Father's Day's around the corner. Uh, it's a good gift for any, any, any age. I mean, whether you're a history buff or you just like like to read it's it's uh it's it's awesome and the fact that he's right here in hawthorne uh he's a student at hawthorne high school he hasn't even graduated yet he's not graduating for another year uh and, and i i do i give you a lot of uh, a lot of kudos for uh thank you for taking it on it's not i mean i've been you know i have i have two scripts that i'm working on and i've been working on them for a long time <laughs> and you know look at this guy <laughs> the, the easiest part about doing something, the best way to do something, is to do it. To do it, right? Just to start, start doing it. And, and I'm hoping that you know, if you guys listen or watching, that you know, it's it's inspiring a little bit because I know it, it inspires me. Um, because it's not going to get done if you don't do it. And you can complain about it all you want, but at least you get it down. And you may not like the first go round. I'm imagining that. You know, as you're writing, there's some editing. You gotta go back. This isn't that's not working. It's disgusting. Right. <laughs> even even as we sit here, I hate these three books. And that's my favorite one. I hate all these. Really? Yeah. But you couldn't back. you couldn't get to eighteen sixty four without these three. Without going through the other ones. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, Babe Ruth, all these, you know, baseball players, football players, there's a lot of strikeouts. You know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of missed tackles, there's a lot of interceptions. But you can't you can't get to where you want to go unless you make those. You have to make those mistakes to learn from them. Like you said, the book you're working on now, here's what I'm, I don't want to do. Here's, what I, here's the traps I'm not going to fall into. Yeah. Did you study? Did, were there any teachers in particular that inspired you in school? Mr. Matthew Corvo. I, and Mr. Corvo. Mr. Corvo. <laughs> I, Tell me. I invited him here today, but his wife was ill. Um, he actually nominated me for this award. For the, uh, the student of the year. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he probably, in high school at least, made the most difference in my life. Really? Because he, he's, he's down-to-earth, inspirational. He knows, he understands history, not necessarily what happened, but why it happened and how it happened. And I think that's more important than knowing what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. And, and you feel like... That's the kind of teacher, that's the kind of professor that you want to be. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, big shout out to you, Mr. Corbo. Uh, and, to the, and to the Hawthorne High School Marching Band. It's true. I, I, I couldn't play an, an instrument. I, I played saxophone when I was a kid. I'm so sorry. I, I, I was too, because I didn't keep playing. Uh, I, and I hated it because I had a, you know, back in, back in the olden days when, we, when I was in high school, I had a walk with the stupid thing. You know, every week I had to, you know, lug a sax... Why didn't I pick the piccolo or something, you know, a harmonica? No, I got to lug the saxophone to school. So I gave that up, and I 
I figured out, and this is a little clue to the other guys in, in high school that, that may want to go to a football game but don't necessarily want to pay, uh, I was the I helped carry stuff for the marching band because I had a lot of friends that were in the band. I'm like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah, I'll come. Just carry stuff and we'll get you on the field. I'm like, all right. So I got to, I got to see every football game for free. <laughs> I wasn't in the band, so you got to, that's that's where you got your varsity letter. For marching band, yeah. March, I got I'm mine. Le- legally a varsity athlete. I got mine. I, I am legally a varsity athlete, too. I got my varsity letter in chess. And they just brought the chess club back. I'm so happy they to did. hear that. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. And good luck to all you guys playing chess. I was board number two. Bob Confrancisco, I know, Bob, I know you listen to these things. You were, you were board number one. You were outstanding. I was never able to beat you on a consistent basis where I could take over board one. Um, but I'm glad to hear that they brought that back. Twenty-five um, percent. Are we allowed to talk about shortways? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, June eighteenth, shortways. Yes. I'm doing a book signing. Twenty-five percent of the proceeds from whatever I make there goes to the marching band. I'm donating it to the marching band. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so listen, mark this on your calendars, guys. June eighteenth. It's the day before Father's Day. Father's Day is June nineteenth. So June eighteenth at Shortways Barn. Uh, Paul's going to be there signing books. Anybody listening from Hawthorne High School, you guys kind of come out, support your own, and certainly any parents out there, come out, support Paul. You gonna have all your books there? Yep, I have all four. All right, so all four books are gonna be there. Uh, we're gonna be the Towncast is gonna be there, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some live remotes, and we're looking to do it from I think it's twelve to two. One to three. One to three. I know it was two hours. Uh, twelve to two if you're in the Midwest. How about that? In <laughs> Chicago, it's twelve to two, yeah. but here it's one to three. Uh, I have the address and stuff all on my website uh, under my, the upcoming events and projects. Tab. Look at that. How many? It's 17 year old. I, I still don't have my own website. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a Towncast website, and you can go there for more information. Uh, so, again, Paul Dewar, paulbdewar.com. Find him on Facebook. Find him on Instagram. Find him on, uh, where else are you? Twitter. Find, find him on Twitter. I don't know how to use Twitter. I don't do it successfully. I don't know how to use Twitter. It's ridiculous to me. I don't get it. Uh, but, you know, I will find you and I, I will follow you But if you promise to follow me. And that'll yeah, be, I'll that'll be yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I'll have two followers now. <laughs> Thank you, Nando. Uh, and I encourage you guys, June 18th, seriously, from 1 to 3, Shortways Barn in Hawthorne. Come down, show some support to uh, one of our local residents, one of our local high school students, and, and one of our local authors. Listen, get a book signed now. Because I'm going to tell you, when he, when this guy, he's in his 20s, 30s, and 40s, he's going to be writing books that you won't even be able to touch his, you won't even be able to touch his coattails, let alone be able to get a book signed from the guy. Uh, so, Pat, I really, I really appreciate you coming. Thanks for having uh, me. Has, how's your mom been through all this? I mean, is she? <laughs> she's she's going crazy. She's really proud. I can't, she, I can't imagine why she wouldn't be. She's um, working really hard to help me in every way she can. Yeah. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, that's great. Nothing better than uh, than parental support like that. And he's also a fan of The Office, a fan of Parks and Rec, and a fan of Impractical Jokers. So he does have a co- comedic side. He's not always this serious, just so you guys know that. And I'm sure everybody in the band would agree, right? Oh, yeah. They hate me. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And again, guys, go to Paul B. Dewar, D-U-E-R-R dot com, and you can get more information on Paul. Go to Amazon and pick up pick up one or two or three or four of his books. His, his fifth book is going to be coming out, 
and make sure that you come June 19th, June 18th, June 19th is Father's Day, June 18th at Shortways Barn on Goffle Road in Hawthorne, and, and bring those books, have them signed. You, they'll also be able to buy books there, right? There we go. So you'll, you'll have plenty of books there that you can buy, and you'll sign them, you'll personalize them, and you will have a piece of history right here. Paul B. Dewar. Paul, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, be well, everybody. Hometown.